G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. This early part of the new year is a time when we look for new beginnings, a fresh start, a different way of living. In fact, as far as the multi-billion dollar self-improvement industry goes, this time of year is boom time for them. I wonder what new things you're trying to make happen in your life this year. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and it's great to be with you again. Today we're going to be taking another look at your year ahead from a different perspective. According to Lindsay Myers on Brain Blogger, the self-help, self-improvement industry helps itself to $10 billion of people's money each year. And that's just in the US. Worldwide, you'd have to imagine it's somewhere between $50 and $100 billion a year industry, perhaps even more. So how effective is this whole self-improvement thing? Well, have a listen to what Myers writes on his website. In addition to high revenues, self-help also has a high recidivism rate, with the most likely purchasers of a self-help book being the same person who purchased one already in the last 18 months. This begs the question of how much good these self-help books and seminars are doing for consumers. If they're so effective at solving our problems, why do they usually result in a continuing stream of self-help purchases? Self-help books are frequently followed by a train of formulaic subsequent manuals for happiness, for weight loss, success, money or spirituality by the very same authors fueling the 6.1% average annual growth rate projected by Market Data Enterprises Inc. Now most of us have tried some sort of self-help kick to make ourselves happy and you know as well as I do, it almost never Last, People almost always fall back into their old ways and those who get through the hype and actually lay hold of the promises that the self-help gurus are making are few and far between. I once read a quote, can't remember whose it was, but it went something like this. The self-made man is simply demonstrating the horror of unskilled labour. So, if you and I want to grow, if you and I want to live a better life this year than last year, if we want to master some of our inherent weaknesses and learn to develop some of our natural strengths, if we want to grow and mature as people to be able to better cope with the conflict and the trials and the temptations that are sure to come our way this year, what's the answer? Where do we turn? Because let me tell you, self-help doesn't help and self-improvement doesn't improve anything. In fact, they're nothing but hard work, and they rarely, if ever, deliver a dividend that justified the sacrifice. I've tried. Now, look, I'm pretty intelligent, I'm a really hard worker, and I have a very strong and determined personality type. Okay, maybe compassion and empathy aren't my strong suit, but I guess you'd expect that from someone who has it in their makeup to be a strong and determined person, an achiever personality type. And, and even with my personality type, I still can't make the self-help work. So how is someone who's gentler and more mellow than me going to find success? And in any case, if you're going to tackle a large, complex problem like transformation, surely you want to involve someone with the love, the power and the expertise 
to really make a difference. And that, that is where God steps in. With all my heart, I believe in God help, not self-help. With all my heart, I believe in Holy Spirit transformation, not self-improvement. And with all my heart, I believe that God wants to get involved in your life with his love and his power and his expertise to transform it every bit as much as he transforms that caterpillar into a stunning butterfly. Have a listen to what the Apostle Paul writes to his friends at the church in Corinth, the second half of the first century AD. He goes back to when Moses went to the top of Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments and how his face glowed with the glory of God and what that means for you and me here and now today. It's beautiful stuff. So have a listen. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning at verse 7. The old agreement or the old covenant between God and his people that brought death, written with words on stone, came with God's glory. In fact, the face of Moses was so bright with glory, a glory that was ending, that the people of Israel could not continue looking at his face. So surely the new agreement or the new covenant that comes from the life-giving spirit has even more glory. This is what I mean. That old agreement judged people guilty of sin, but it still had glory. So surely the new agreement that makes people right with God has much greater glory. And that old agreement had glory, but it really loses its glory when it's compared to the much greater glory of the new covenant. If the agreement that was brought to an end came with glory, then the agreement that never ends has much greater glory. We are so sure of this hope that we can speak very openly. We are not like Moses who put a covering over his face. He covered his face so that the people of Israel wouldn't see it. The glory was fading and disappearing and Moses didn't want them to see it end. But their minds were closed and even today when those people read the writings of the old agreement, that same covering hides the meaning. That covering hasn't been removed for them. It is taken away only through Christ. Yes, even today when they read the law of Moses, there's like a covering over their minds. But when someone changes and follows the Lord, that covering is taken away. The Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And our faces are not covered. We all show the Lord's glory and we're being changed to be like him. This change in us brings more and more glory, which comes from the Lord who is the spirit. What Paul's talking about here is that the Old Covenant, the Old Testament law, whilst it came in glory, clearly, I mean, Moses glowed with radiance of God's glory, that glory faded. But the New Covenant, the new agreement, the new deal that you and I have with God through the grace and the mercy that was poured out on that cross by Jesus, that brings a glory that's never going to fade, a glory that never leaves us. Because Jesus, when we believe in him, the moment we believe in him, puts his Holy Spirit in us, and so his glory changes us from the inside out, from glory to glory. One of the reasons that superpowers like America and China and Russia put nuclear power plants in their ships and their submarines is that the power never runs out. They don't have to stop to refuel because the ongoing nuclear reaction gives more than enough power, power that doesn't run out. And that's the picture here. You and I might be able to fire up a tiny engine within us, our will, our strength, our drive, our determination. And, and yeah, human beings are capable of some truly amazing feats of endurance. But compared to the nuclear power plant, which is the Holy Spirit, our efforts are puny. They're ineffectual. And pretty soon, we run out of power. What would you rather do? Pedal away on your own, in your own strength, burning needless energy? 
or let God provide the power. Here's what I've discovered. Transformation on my own is incredibly hard work and nearly impossible to achieve in a sustained way. But when I draw close to God, when I spend time in prayer in his presence, when I open the Bible and read it and receive it and believe it, I have power to burn. More than enough power. Power that comes from the joy of the Lord. Power that comes from the presence of the Lord by his Holy Spirit in me. Power that words simply cannot describe. Power that brings real, lasting, loving change in me. Power that helps me to deal with the many trials and temptations that life brings. Power to go through the narrow gate, to walk the hard path with Jesus, the path that leads to life. Power that changes me from the inside out as God's glory gets a hold of me and leaks out through me. Jesus said to his disciples, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria and unto the ends of the earth. Holy Spirit easy to look around at other people and come to the conclusion that their lives are so much better than ours. God's doing mighty things in them and through them, but me? Nah, he could never do that with me. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest booklet called How God Could Use a Donkey Like Me. For years, people have been on my back to share more of my journey from being on the verge of taking my own life. To where I am now. It's about the mighty things that God can do in our lives. And I've written it with the prayer and with the hope that it'll be a powerful encouragement to you of the mighty things that God has planned for your life. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll free on 1300 722 415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1300 722 415. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. For taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.